0: If you or someone you love struggles with a gambling addiction, please call 1 800 Gambler today and please gamble responsibly. Hello, everyone, and welcome into another episode of Sports Betting by Dummies. I'm your host, Patty Parlays. And joining me as always, the voice of God, the Green Goblin himself, Diz. Diz, how's your weekend, buddy?
1: Hey, what's up, Patty? It was it was a pretty good weekend. Uh, flew by. Had a lot of had a lot of people come into town from out of town, and uh, it it was a lot of fun. Gambling wise, I didn't know what to bet on. I stayed away from All Star Weekend. I know you raked, um, but yeah, it it was a
0: good weekend.
1: Uh, we. Yeah, we got a couple couple more pods left until the end of February, huh, Patty?
0: That we do. And I got to tell you, Diz, I'm I'm catching you, bro. You better watch out. I know you
1: are. I know you are.
0: Also, you got to see me in person. So, I mean, you had a pretty good weekend, I think.
1: Absolutely. I, I mean, I just thought that was a given. I didn't need to mention that. That was my by far my favorite part of the weekend. But... Love, love
0: to hear it. All right, Diz, let's get right into it. Um, there's two NHL games going on right now. Um, one already played today, uh, the Bruins, the Hurricane, or the, it was the Colorado Avalanche at the Bruins. I took the Bruins home pups, and that came home for your boy. Um, I believe the Flyers and the Hurricanes are currently tied right now with about two minutes to go in the game and then the um, the Winnipeg Jets and the Calgary Flames are tied at one almost at the end of the second period. So just wanted to give a little live update on the NHL. There's two more NHL games tonight, but we're not going to worry about those. We are going to focus on college basketball because it is college basketball's peak season. We're almost to March Madness. And last episode, Diz, we talked about the conferences that we were going to be assigned to And so I will go ahead and give it off to you to give us a Big Ten basketball update.
1: Absolutely. So, Patty, you don't live under a rock. I'm assuming uh, you saw Juwan Howard throw hands yesterday.
0: It was all over the Internet, so it was impossible not to see. But I'm not entirely sure, like, what happened, what caused it, why it even happened. Do you have more information on that?
1: Yeah, you don't know why it happened? You don't know what caused the beef?
0: I have no idea what happened. I just saw the video of Juwan Howard smacking this guy.
1: Okay, so what happened was Wisconsin was up. They, they were pretty much dominating the whole entire game. And um, Wisconsin called a timeout with 30 seconds left in the game when they were up 20 points. Mm. And that really pissed off Juwan Howard. Um, but obviously everyone has a side on the internet and – Wisconsin fans are saying that he called the timeout because Juwan Howard in Michigan was still like pressing and playing hard defense and stuff. So it was kind of a message from guard to Howard, as in, like, hey, stop pressing. We're up 20. Just take the L kind of situation. So there was some beefing going on. You could tell Howard was pissed off about the timeout when it happened. And you kind of, the announcers, when you watch the video, you can hear him like, oh, Howard's not in the handshake line. So it wasn't just. There was definitely some motive behind it, but uh, yeah, he walked in. He didn't say he didn't shake his hand, and then uh, there was just beef. I believe uh, John Howard said, "Don't fucking touch me," because when he didn't shake his hand at first, he went and like put his hand on his chest to be like, "Yo, what's going on?" Mm. And Howard said, "Don't fucking touch me," and then that's when they beefed up. And then I was talking to my coworker Doug. Shout out Doug. He said it actually had kind of tamed down a little bit mm-hmm. until the assistant coach showed up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So Doug and I were kind of talking, what did that assistant coach have to say for Howard to throw that hand after it had already kind of settled a little bit? So definitely insane. Um, do you think, what What are your thoughts about it, Patty? Now that you, now that you've heard the motive and you've heard the buildup, what What are your thoughts?
0: So a couple things. First off, do we need to get rid of this handshake line bullshit? Does anyone want to shake hands after a basketball game? Like, that seems pretty, like, elementary school-ish.
1: Oh, I think – I think. sorry, I lost you for a second. Did you say, are we going to get rid of the handshake line? Yeah. I don't think so. Um, I like the handshake line, I think, at a professional level. You don't need it, but I think as, like, student athletes and, like, you know, I hate to say it because it's a cliche thing, but like these are just kids at this point. Like these are 18, 19, 20 year old kids that are, you know, competing, but they're not doing it for a living yet. And I think I think it's just a ritual that for the most part is is a good idea. And it's rare cases like these where people are like, let's get rid of the handshake line. What what, what do you think, Pat?
0: I don't know. It just seems kind of elementary, right? I mean, as a kid, you want everyone to be good sports. You want people to shake hands, say good game, all this other stuff. But if it's just going to cause issues like this, where, you know, one team's pissed off because they just lost by 20. It leads to a fight or an all-out brawl. Someone gets hurt. Someone gets suspended. I mean, what is there ever a handshake line that serves any good purpose?
1: I think the majority of handshake lines serve good purpose when fights don't happen. Like I said, this is a rarity. Um, when fights don't happen, I mean, normally the coaches say some good things to each other. Mm-hmm. And my, my argument to to your point there, Pat, is if the, if there's not a handshake line, do you think there's going to be no beef, no fight after the game? You think both coaches are just going to respectfully walk into their tunnels and be pissed at each other. Like when I think of Juwan Howard doing that, He's not a passive person. I don't think guard's passive either. so I think eliminating the handshake line doesn't solve that beef
0: but if so, like you said if if a coach respects the other coach, they're gonna go shake the other coach's hand, regardless, you know, give them the the good stuff. you know, if there's respect amongst the teams, then I think you know there might still be handshakes or hugs after the game but if if the if teams are at each other's throats. I think more likely than not they just immediately leave the floor and go to the locker room and calmer heads prevail but of course you know hindsight's 2020 it's always easier said than done but um
1: if... I think I think it's I think it's just more this situation was childish and I don't think you should get rid of the handshake line especially in college sports because two grown men were childish and I don't even know whose side to be on. Well um, that
0: that's the that's the next point is do you, do you think Jawan Howard gets shit canned for this?
1: I don't think he'll get fired. I think it, my projection, not that I'm an expert <laughs> in this sort of thing.
0: <laughs> but my
1: projection is that that he'll get suspended the rest of the regular season. That, and you know, part of my topic here in the Big Ten is that Michigan is on the bubble. Mm -hmm. Now they're in a good spot. They've surprised people. They were getting hot at the right time. Um, But, you know, if they lose two of three and then don't win any games in the Big Ten tournament, they might not make the tournament. And I think he may get fired if they don't make the tournament. I don't think he's going to get fired for this alone. Mm -hmm. But I think if this causes them to miss the tournament, I think Michigan athletic director may look elsewhere. Just because they've kind of been underwhelming this season and I'm not saying he's not a good coach, but you know, something like that can definitely attribute to uh, the possibility of other options. I don't think he's going to get fired for this, but I think it could lead to his firing if his team doesn't play well.
0: I agree with you. I, I think he just gets suspended for the rest of the regular season. That was my exact thought before you even said what you were going to, you know, get him back to the Big Ten tournament. The thing that matters, the thing that people like to watch and pay for, um, but I, I don't know if Michigan is in a spot to where if they were to not make the tournament and they were to let Juwan Howard go, if they would be able to get anyone better. if that We talk about this all the time with coming up with new coaches, new quarterbacks, new whatever, is what's the alternative? What's the better option for Michigan? I don't know that there's a better option out there.
1: I disagree entirely.
0: Really? Who? Who?
1: I think... I don't, I'm not saying, I don't know who's about, I don't know like college coaching or whatnot, but I just know that the Michigan head college basketball coach would be a very desirable job. You would make probably five or $6 million. I don't, I think that's what like Jawan Howard makes now. I, uh, maybe I heard, I heard that on a podcast. Maybe that could have been way off, but you make your, you make a million, you make millions, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same pay as a professional gig. Um, you're in the big 10. Michigan has historically done well recently. Um, I think it's a very desirable job.
0: Yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Uh, what else do you got on the Big Ten, Diz?
1: Yeah, so my focus today, uh, I'll just run through briefly the games that happened this weekend. There were five games, and then I'll break down the top of the conference. We'll look at the top four teams when it comes to conference standings. because we got about two weeks left. We're going to see each team's path to the Big Big Ten regular season championship. Um and kind of give I'll give my prediction of who I think is going to win. So did you have today um, off
0: work because you seem to have a lot more information than I was expecting out of you?
1: No, I, I had a longer lunch than normal, so I, okay. uh, I I hit the Google machine and watched some videos and uh, yeah. So. Um, Illinois had a massive road win at Michigan State. This was huge for them. I'm going to get there in a second. They are at the top as well, or uh, top. They're in those top four teams. Iowa upset Ohio State at Ohio State at home. Ohio State was at home. Iowa had a big upset there, which I absolutely loved because my friend Johnny was in town. He's an Ohio State fan, so it was electric for him to watch that and to watch them lose. So big fan there. Iowa is actually now. Uh, 25th in the new rankings that came out today, so another ranked team for the Big Ten. Um, Purdue looked really good at home against Rutgers, which they've lost to Rutgers I think five times in a row before that matchup. So a lot of a lot of people were expecting an upset. Rutgers has been able to take down ranked teams even on the road this season in the Big Ten, so Rutgers has surprised some people. And then uh, having my notes here, Juwan Howard throws hands and Badgers win. So <laughs> I know we just talked about that. Um, Badgers took care of business at home, um, so the Badgers are actually the second team in the Big Ten behind Purdue. Now Purdue is thirteen and four in conference after beating Rutgers last night, but I actually do not project them to win the Big Ten regular season. Patty, really? Yes, and I'll tell you why. It's because their remaining schedule. Okay? okay, they got three games left, which helps them as t- in terms of rest. They don't have very many games left. Mm-hmm. At Michigan State, okay. which is going to be a tough matchup. I think Michigan State may be favored because Michigan State is really good at home. Then we got Wisconsin, which I think Wisconsin may be favored in that one. And then IU with Purdue at home. So they'll take care of that one most likely. But I could see them going one and two, or even two and one might not be good enough because. Wisconsin's schedule is much easier. Wisconsin is in second place at 12-4, and so they're actually a half game behind, but they just have an extra game to play. They have at Minnesota, at Rutgers, Purdue at home, and then Nebraska. So I think they'll be favored in all four of those games. I think Rutgers, honestly, Rutgers may be a tough one, and then obviously Purdue is going to be tough as well. That's going to be a, a great matchup. I'm actually liking... Wisconsin to win the Big Ten regular season championship. I like Purdue better. I think Purdue's better team. Their offense is insane. I watched some videos on their offensive efficiency today, and it's pretty insane. I think Purdue could go far. I think they're kind of a tournament team, but I think the way the cards are aligned, the deck is aligned, Wisconsin's going to take it. Now, I will say, Illinois is in third place right now. They're at 12-4 and four as well. Um, Ohio State at home. At Michigan, Hello, I lost there, Patty. Yeah, am, am I back? Yep. Okay. Um, Ohio State at home at Michigan, Penn State at home, and then Iowa at home. So they are loaded at home. Ohio State, they're lost to Iowa. I'm sorry, Illinois is very good at home, just like most teams at the top of the Big Ten. So I think they're going to win three of those four as well. So, uh, th- there's 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 a lot of opportunity for Wisconsin and Illinois the way these schedules are lined up, but I will say Purdue has the tiebreaker over Illinois. Purdue's beaten Illinois twice. Now Wisconsin has beaten Purdue in their one matchup, so it depends on how the second matchup goes. And then I have Ohio State. Therefore, I think they could possibly win it. But the problem with Ohio State is they have six games to go in two weeks. So their guys are going to be gassed. I think rest is going to be a huge problem for them. Um, But Ohio State does not very – Does not lose at home. Their loss to uh, Iowa on Saturday was their only loss at home this year. I think they bounced back, but I'm just a little concerned with them having six games to go. So I'm predicting Wisconsin to win the Big Ten regular season, and uh, I don't know our next college basketball talk, Patty, but I'd love to break down the bubble teams.
0: Okay. I'm sure we can make that happen. I do think the NBA is back on Thursday, so we may not have as much college basketball talk, but – are you talking just bubble teams in terms of the Big Ten or bubble teams? Big in Ten terms? bubble
1: teams. Okay. Big Ten bubble teams.
0: Okay. I'm sure we can make that happen before uh, March gets here.
1: Also, I think Wisconsin's coach is going to get suspended too.
0: Was it the assistant or was it the head coach? I think both. Really? Because
1: guard kind of initiated it and there was some pettiness going on and then the assistant coach don't know what he said but I feel like they both could get like one game suspension. Okay. Yeah. Which could, which, which they play at Minnesota, which is, which is lucky for them. If they had like Purdue at home or something, that would be a nightmare, but I think they'll be fine, but just thought it was interesting that guard and the assistant will most likely get suspended as well.
0: Absolutely. All right. So I had the ACC. I don't have quite the in-depth look that Diz did, but, uh, I bet on the ACC this weekend for the first time, and I got smacked. Um, Syracuse won and covered against Boston College, but Boston College is a bottom feeder of the division, so not much to note there. Uh, Wake Forest won but lost against the spread by the hook. I believe they were five-and-a-half point favorites. They won by five. Uh, Both teams are good. Both will probably make the tournament. Um, But I'm not sold on Notre Dame just yet. Uh, Louisville won as a home dog against Clemson. North Carolina won and covered against a good Virginia Tech team. Virginia won as a road dog against a uh, good Miami team. So uh, don't sleep on Virginia come turning time. I don't even know if they'll make it, but if they do, you might look at an upset or two out of them. Duke won and covered, of course. Uh, Georgia Tech won as a road dog against Pitt and I think the only bets I got right were Syracuse, North Carolina, and Duke. So basically the, the three best teams in the conference won and covered against not very good teams. So Riveting. Yeah. Now there are a few games tonight for the ACC, and I do like them. Uh, I like Syracuse minus nine versus Georgia Tech tonight. Again, a top three conference team versus a bottom three conference team. And then it is getting close to tournament time, and that is when Syracuse kicks it up a notch. We know that zone gets better over time. And then Beheim always got the boys buzzing at this time. I also like North Carolina minus 9.5 versus Louisville. Again, same story. North Carolina is just a different caliber team than Louisville is, so it should not be a problem for North North Carolina to win and cover tonight. I actually, so moving on to the SEC, Diz, I actually watched an SEC basketball game this weekend. I watched the Kentucky versus Alabama game. And let me tell you something here, Diz. This Kentucky team might go all the way this year. I know Miles will love to hear that. I'm sure he might agree with me. But Alabama shot lights out in the first half of that game. Like, I, I don't think they missed hardly at all, and I could not believe it and Kentucky still ended up winning, leading by 1 after the first half. I don't know that Alabama did they cover? Well, this is just first half. So, I don't know what the first half spread was, but I mean, Alabama will not have a better half of basketball than they did in that first half and Kentucky still ended up like beating them in that half. So, oh, what
1: I'm saying is how did the game end? Like did they run away in the second half?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kentucky ended up winning and covering. Um, Gotcha. And I believe one of Kentucky's best players was out. So, I really think that this team could get even better. And so, you can get Kentucky to win the national championship at plus 750 odds right now. Um, I would recommend that if you're with me and you think Kentucky's the real deal. I actually went ahead and took that. So, uh, if you want to take... Um What are, what's, is that the best
1: value? Like what, what, what are some of the favorites? Do you know, do you have that up? Is plus 750 like the most likely, I don't know how college basketball futures work.
0: There was one team that had uh, better odds or lower odds. It was, let me pull it up real quick. Uh, Gonzaga. So Gonzaga is currently plus 400. Arizona is also plus 750. And then Purdue is at plus 800. And then we also have Kentucky at plus 750. So
1: Where's Auburn at?
0: Plus one thousand.
1: Okay. I know they, they lost to Florida. Correct. So that that may make their value better, but um, I'm a big I'm a big Bruce Pearl guy. So I I may ride the ten to one Auburn Tigers.
0: Hey, if you're not picking a cheater to win all of March Madness, then are you really trying?
1: I mean, what are we doing?
0: But I, I was going to mention that Florida-Auburn game. I didn't see it, but apparently that last minute of that game was chaos. Did you see that game, Diz?
1: I did not see it. It was on a TV screen behind me at the, at the <laughs> restaurant I was at. But uh, I kind of saw the craziness after, so I wish I would have watched it more closely.
0: Yeah, but I, I, think, I think you're spot on. I think that's probably why uh, Auburn's odds are so low is because they lost to a not-so-great Florida team. But it is what it is, and then as far as the big 12 goes, I did watch a bit of the Baylor TCU game. Baylor is another fan favorite to possibly uh, win the national championship this year. Um, Baylor looked to be in control and easily winning, but then uh, TCU actually came back and covered so uh, you know Baylor will probably end up winning most of these games, but the fact that TCU covered is a uh, is a indicator for me, and I don't hate the way the TCU team looked so. Um, Tyler's not here to update the Pac-12. Maybe we'll get that from him sometime uh, over the next week or so. But uh, anything else college basketball-wise, Diz, you wanted to touch on before we moved on?
1: I don't think so. I uh, I really talked a lot more than I thought. I saw the episode notes, and I was like, damn, I need to prepare like 20 minutes of Big Ten talk.
0: Yeah, sorry. And I I had a – No, I, I- –
1: you're good, you're good, you're good.
0: Mine was a lot more uh, information than actual like sustenance, if, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, I'll bring the sustenance, baby. <laughs>
0: Alright, Diz, let's talk about the Dumbest Dummy competition then. Uh, review what happened on Friday. Your boy is back. We kind of already mentioned it. I went two for two, but I hit two... Big underdogs in Team Barry winning the Rising Stars Challenge and Team Cavs winning the skills competition. How did you do on Friday?
1: I went 0-1. We were talking about how fraud – well, they're not frauds because they're not good. But we were shitting on the Blackhawks, and they could not score in the first period. And I don't even remember who they were playing, but they didn't score in the first period either. So my first leg of the Martingale did not hit. 0-for-1. Oh,
0: I believe uh, that was the... Here, let me check. Yeah, it was the Stars-Blackhawks, right? Yep. You want to know how shitty of a game that was?
1: I saw 1-0 in overtime was the final score, right?
0: It was 1-0 in a shootout. Oh, That Jesus. means there was literally no goal scored the entire game, and they had to go to shootouts for someone to score in that game damn. If you were at you that imagine, game...
1: Like, that's uh, the game
0: you go to. Yeah! How how awful would that be? Like, you'd be so pissed off, you'd want your money back.
1: Yeah, that would suck, for real.
0: Um, but in the competition, Diz, I am down 6.56 units, and you are down 6.29 units. Jeez. I am within a half a unit, Diz. I am coming for that ass. Holy! Do you want to go first with your dumbest dummy bets, or would you like me to go?
1: I will go. Um, Sticking in the Big Ten after doing a little bit of research today, um, I got a teaser going on with the two Big Ten matchups tonight. Tease Maryland up to plus two and a half against Penn State, and then Ohio State minus one at home against Indiana. Like I said, Ohio State rarely loses at home i think the only concern there is they played on saturday and i think every game going forward is about two or three days rest as opposed to like four or five which will make a difference down the stretch but this indiana team is looking rough they need to pull something out of their ass if they want to make the tournament and i just think Ohio state's going to take care of business and then i liked maryland as home dogs teasing them up from minus two and a half to plus two and a half so those odds together are plus 100 if both of those happen and then uh, kind of my Diz's degenerate pick of the night, because I know nothing about it, but I like the value. Uh, Champions League boost on FanDuel. Chelsea to win and both teams to score at plus 300. I don't know who they're playing. I don't care. I know uh, one of my friends is a huge Chelsea fan, so uh, may throw this game on a little bit. And uh, l- l- let's go Chelsea. Interesting. That's that's at, that's at plus 300, so I don't, know, I don't know if I said that or not. That's at plus three hundred. I uh, kind of wanted some juicy value. I I got the I got the even money. That's that's uh gonna hit for me to stay ahead of you in the competition. But then I got the plus three hundred just in case that hits, I'll run away from your ass.
0: That's funny that you think you'll run away from me because once the NBA is back, I'll be hitting thirty-one plus point victories, and then I'll run away from you. So, uh. um, so for tonight, Diz, I just went ahead and went with five college basketball spreads um, again Syracuse minus nine versus Georgia Tech they should win cover that easily. I went Ohio State minus six and a half versus Indiana Diz I went full-on spread you know this is obviously emotional hedge IU has been down bad. I don't see this changing against tonight against this Ohio State team um, and then I went North Carolina minus nine and a half versus Louisville. I am going TCU minus four versus West Virginia and Baylor minus five versus Oklahoma state. So you're switching up the math. You're getting all conservative now. Cause you tied me. What else would I bet on there? There's no basketball on tonight.
1: So, okay. If there was any basketball, you'd be doing props and shit like you normally do.
0: I'd be doing my 31 plus point victories or my first baskets.
1: Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. That's fair.
0: For the record, surprised. Ba- basketball comes ruled. back. Basketball comes back on Thursday. All right.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: So you can bet that I will be locking in those those major major bets. Love it. Also, speaking of the NBA, real quick sidebar. Uh, well, we'll we'll get to it after uh, best bets. So let's go ahead and go to our group best bets. Uh, we went one and two on Friday. Uh, Joaquin Neiman absolutely destroyed the field. Did you see any of that tournament, Diz? Yeah, he actually about choked it at the end. Did you see that? I didn't see. I didn't see Sunday. I watched a decent chunk on Saturday because um, that that's what came on after the. It was either the Baylor game or the Kentucky game, uh, so that that's what was on. And I was actually thinking that Victor Hovland was going to be the one to come back, but. Uh, so I think
1: it was, I think it was like the 16th hole or something, Chris Young, or maybe it's, I think his first name's Chris. Anyways, Young, he was the guy in second place. Cam Young, I think. And is it? Okay. Okay. I don't Anyways, know. Cam it, Young, whoever was yeah. in second place, he chipped in from like 40 yards out to birdie and then Neiman bogeyed the hole. So mm-hmm. that was like a two, two stroke swing. Um, And then I think Young bogeyed the next hole after that but there was a point with like three holes to go he was only up two when he was up like four or five most of the day so uh i was getting a little nervous but uh pretty juiced at our bet one
0: yeah absolutely and we needed it because we uh we missed our other two so as a group we're actually down 4.58 units Diz.
1: jesus we got to turn this around quick
0: we do that we do um all right, what well, what tickles your fancy tonight? I so, think I think I'll support Ohio
1: State. Yep. Yeah. Um what is the, what is the minus six and a half line? What's the value?
0: Mm. Checking real quick. Uh it's actually minus seven now at minus one hundred fourteen. Yeah. So you good with that one?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Uh, what else?
1: I don't really know. I I saw the NHL game. Was it Maple Leafs Canadians at seven tonight? Uh,
0: it's that that. Are you saying that game is at seven, or is the total at seven? Well, I know two are going on
1: right now. There's one at seven, and then there's a game at ten. Correct. The, the one at seven is Maple Leafs Canadians. Correct. So I wanted to bet on this, but I couldn't see anything because it's so heavily favored for the Maple Leafs. I don't know if there's a regulation value we want to check or if there's the over six and a half that we want.
0: I don't know. So I'll tell you this. So first off, the Hail Mary parlay of the day is dead, unfortunately. So it will not be read, and it'll be taking the day off. But um, (laughs) in the original thought process or original look at this game for the Hail Mary parlay of the day, I did take the over six and a half. One of the things about the, the Canadians is even though they never win, they do score quite a bit. Now, they might give up seven goals as well, but they usually will score th- two or three on their own. So I, I think... Sounds,
1: it, sounds great from an over perspective. Let's not overthink it.
0: Yeah, and it's much better than trying to take the Maple Leafs minus two and a half. Right. All right. What's the regulation value, just for reference? It can't be great. Um, let's see.
1: I mean, it's probably, what, like minus 180 or something? I know it doesn't fall within our range, but.
0: Minus 230. Jesus. Yeah. Let's I mean, stay away. The, ma- the Maple Leaves right now on the money line itself is minus 410. Dear Lord. Yeah. So we'll take the over 6.5 of that one. And then is there another college basketball game that strikes your fancy, or do you want to try to take the Kraken Canucks over five and a half?
1: Uh, I'd prefer the over five and a half just because I haven't looked at any other college basketball games other than the Big Ten one. And uh, Maryland and Penn State, I haven't done extensive research on them because they're not uh, one of the top four teams. so,
0: um... So we got Ohio State minus seven and a half. We have is This is way it's seven and a half now. Sorry, 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 sorry.
1: Okay,
0: sorry. okay, okay. I, I totally picks. misspoke like on multiple fronts there. So we're taking okay, okay. Ohio State minus seven. And it's not I said over seven and a half. And so I combined our last two picks with our freaking uh, – uh. but we were taking Ohio State minus seven. We we're taking Maple Leafs, Canadians, over 6.5. And and then we are taking Kraken, Canucks, over 5.5. Love it. Pucks on net, baby.
1: Pucks on net.
0: All right. Now, what I wanted to talk about with you. So there's about seven weeks left in the NBA after this All-Star break. Chris, Chris Paul is out six to eight weeks with a something, thumb contusion or something or another. Are you I, I don't wanna say are you concerned because you don't pay super close attention to the basketball, but you gotta think losing a top one of your top three players for the rest of the regular season is gotta be bad news for the Suns, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely you you said he's out six weeks? Six to eight weeks. Um, and there's seven weeks left in the regular season. What seed are the Suns? Are they top tier? I don't even know.
0: I believe they are number one in the West, but let me let me confirm that. NBA. I would say
1: I would say as as long as he's back by the playoffs does it really make a difference between like 1 2 and 3 seed in the west like the best team will prevail no matter
0: what seed they are right so the the suns like, the suns is are there currently some
1: depth in the west like is the 7 seed scary
0: I think the 7 seed is the scariest one but to give you a frame of reference here, Diz, the Suns are first in the West. They have a six and a half game on Golden State, which Golden State has fallen off with Draymond Green out. Who knows how long Draymond's out?
1: But I six mean, and a half game lead.
0: Yeah, that's in- that's that's steep, right? I mean, how many games left? Like well, thirty? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, so they've played 58. What is it, an 82 game season? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. So. Is that, what, 24 games left?
1: 24 games left, yeah. Six and a half games with 24 games left is very high. I think they'll still lock the one, even with Chris Paul out. And as long as he's back by the postseason, I'm not concerned.
0: I I, I am concerned a little bit. You know, sit, sitting out for two months of basketball and then having to come back in and it's the playoffs right away, I know it's CP3 and I know he's a seasoned veteran and he's played in plenty of playoffs and this, that, or the other. But I think historically CP3 has had trouble going far in the playoffs or even like winning the championship. So I I am a little concerned, and especially with someone of CP3's age, if that might affect him more than it, it than it you know seems. And maybe I I think even they said they're going to reevaluate in six to eight weeks, and so maybe he doesn't heal as qu- as quite as quickly as he used to, and maybe he's out for the first couple of rounds of the playoffs
1: that's a possibility that's when I would get concerned I think as long as they get full strength before the playoffs and especially if he's coming in on on you know obviously he's coming back from injury but being well rested I think is huge for the playoffs
0: and and let me let me read you off these teams in the west is and I'll tell you who I'm scared of and you can tell me if anyone kind of strikes your fancy or you'd be concerned about okay so we got the Suns at the top, and then we got the Golden State Warriors, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Utah Jazz, the Dallas Mavericks, the Denver Nuggets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Portland Trailblazers. Those are the teams that are currently in the playoffs if they started today. The,
1: well, I mean, Lakers got to be a factor in I the
0: postseason. I don't around. know. That's, that's, that's another thing. So the way the Lakers have been playing of late, I mean – the Lakers have been 3-7 and seven in their last 10 games. Russell Westbrook looks like a lost puppy out there. That's I, true. The, the team that scares me the most in those play-in games, which is the bottom four seasons, is the Minnesota Timberwolves. I've said you know. it all season. If you have a healthy Anthony Edwards, a healthy D'Angelo Russell, and a healthy Carl Anthony Towns, which shout, shout out Carl Anthony Towns for winning that three-point contest. Cash to bet for your boy here. Um, I think they could almost beat anyone in the West. I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Minnesota Timberwolves, and I think they are a very good team when fully healthy.
1: Who do they have like Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, d'Angelo
0: Russell, um they have Patrick Beverly, who's a good defensive guard. Yeah, um, there's someone else I'm missing. I think his name's like Jared Vanderbilt. He's young, but he's a, he's a solid, you know, fifth starter. I don't know much about their bench, but I, I still think they're a team to worry about, especially if you're the Suns. Uh, you know, do you do you remember we had a,
1: a a franchise with the Minnesota Timberwolves on NBA 2K something when we were growing up? Oh yeah, we used to play it together. Is that why? Is that why you think they're going to win? Because you're a homer? Because it, it was a brotherly bonding moment for us to root on the Minnesota Timberwolves?
0: I know you think that every single bet that I make has to come back to video games at some point, Diz, but that is not the case. I was just trying to bring up a good memory, Pat. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I, I'll i be honest, Diz, I can't wait for the NBA to get back. I've been so bad at betting on the nhl that i am just ready for this nba to get back in the swing
1: i've just been so bad at betting Mm. so at least you got that
0: going for you we have a seven game nba slate to come back to on thursday so i'm looking forward to it jesus all right Diz. anything you need to get off your chest before we call it a monday I thought this
1: was kind of funny. Don't want to spend too much time on it because it's not related to the podcast material at all. But, uh, I went golfing yesterday and, uh, Tyler's parents live on the golf course that I went golfing on. Yep. And, uh, about 30 minutes after I played the hole they were on, I checked my phone and, uh, Tyler told me and Pat that, uh, (laughs) Someone hit a golf ball through his parents' window and broke their TV. And I was like, holy shit. That was literally probably like one of the groups right behind me. So I thought that was a, a crazy story, a little interesting story. Uh, has nothing to do with the podcast at all. Was really hoping Tyler was going to be on the pod <laughs> right. to talk about it today. <laughs> um, maybe we can touch on it briefly on Thursday's pod.
0: Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is they've lived there for eight years, and this is the first time that a golf ball has broken a window. I mean, you'd really have to miss. And uh, it's a did. terrible shot. I mean, he talks about all the time how they get a bunch of golf balls in their yard. But for it to hit at that level of speed to break a window at the angle that they're at, I mean, it its a has to be like a horrific shank. That's, that's part
1: of it. Well, that's the thing is their house is like 300 yards, so you'd have to bomb it and hit it that far left. I think that's why their windows don't get hit because you have to f- murder the ball off the tee to even get it to their house. Yes. So to miss that far left and hit it that far like this was this like a world long drive contestant that did this. I I'm I'm confused.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But what's even crazier is that they his parents went and hunted these guys down and have like a picture of them in their license plate to like no, well, they like
1: fled. Yeah, they like ran away. They didn't finish the didn't finish the round. They just got out of there.
0: And it's like uh, technically like a hit and run, right?
1: Honestly, I, I these guys going to get in legal trouble. It's I would like, assume so. Damage, right?
0: Yeah. I I would assume so. I assume if they don't uh pay up, then they will uh face the full extent of the law. So, Hopefully they After get a bigger
1: thoughts on Thursday. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Hopefully Tyler's work week goes a little bit better. We obviously missed him greatly on this pod. It's, it's always fine when me and Diz do it, but it's always better when there's a third voice, a voice of reason, if you will. But, uh, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram at sports by dumb. Also go to the YouTube Go to the search, type in sports betting by dummies. We should be that first one on there. And actually, speaking of that, Diz, uh, a coworker of mine typed in sports betting by dummies into the search, and it was actually the first thing that popped up. They didn't even have to filter by channel. That's big time. So I think we're making strides. We're moving up in the world. But we can't. we can't do this without you guys, so we really appreciate you all. Hope everyone has a nice, profitable start to their week, and we will see you all on Thursday.